So yesterday, uh, there's a news that a lot of dam projects are going to get cleared in Uttarakhand, despite the Supreme Court moratorium that no more projects in that region. Uh, that's because uh, the government gave an affidavit that these projects have to be done. Hmm. And uh, the point is that this raises a question which we have tried to answer and question many times in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, if we look at a, from the sympathy to the government, hmm. the government has to, you know, have some targets of electricity met. Hmm. Yeah, the government wants to irrigate certain areas. The government wants to, you know, development goals have to be met of the government which the government has set. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there are environmentalists who talk about and there are sociologists who talk about people's, uh, you know, whole villages getting displaced. That's mm-hmm. one issue. The other is environmentalists talking about the biodiversity loss and the earthquake link and the landslide link of dam projects. So flash flooding and all those things. Yeah. And you know, we also see that uh, many of our neighboring countries, like for example, China has made the Three Georges project. Three Gorges. Project, yeah. which is huge. Yeah. And you know, we see dam projects in every country, every city, every uh, city, or I mean, every region of the world. So, I mean, dams, if you look at it from the energy point of view, are not that bad because they don't burn coal and petrol and they give us electricity which we'll need. So if you just look at from that point of view, it's an amazing idea. If you look at from the point of view of giving electricity and irrigation to certain areas, it looks like a good idea. I seem to have sympathy with the government. But how do we look at the other side of the environmentalist and the sociologist? What do you think about What do I think about it? Hmm. It's uh, uh, yesterday, Raja, we were, you know, we do the elective, the Swaraj elective at our university. Hmm. And um, I was actually explaining to them the whole idea of elementalism. Hmm. As uh, Kojitsky spoke about it. What we do we divide artificial boundaries in the दुनिया में बाउंड्री नहीं है लेकिन हम आर्टिफिशियल बाउंड्रीज क्रिएट करते हैं और फिर हम उन आर्टिफिशियल बाउंड्रीज में जीते हैं यू नो लाइक वी डिस्कस लास्ट टाइम दैट द मिनिस्ट्रीज आर क्रिएटेड कंट्रीज आर क्रिएटेड क्रिएटेड देन इन द ह्यूमन बॉडी यू विल हैव एक्सपर्ट्स हु विल लुक एट ओनली द किडनी ओनली द लिवर ओनली द ब्रेन ओनली द स्टमक ओनली द बोन्स एंड होलिस्टिकली देयर विल बी नो पर्सन हु विल really look at the whole body together. Hmm. So, once again, it's a philosophical breakdown. Okay. And uh, Korzybski, of course, talked about real-world implications. Hmm. Because he said, you know, he spoke extensively about uh, uh, the uh, about Nazi Germany. Hmm. And he said that these false boundaries tend to create semantic reactions. Hmm. That no, no, money is more important than the environment. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that money is in the environment, mm-hmm. 
human beings are in the environment mm. all wildlife is in the environment mm. it's not man and nature it is man in nature mm-hmm. right yeah and uh, these simple shifts of perspective uh, are were not clearly understood uh, which is i think my biggest uh, uh, you know apprehension also to do with this area uh, that this simple distinction that he created that one needs to look at the aspect of space time the way einstein created it. till then it was newtonian no people used to say space and time but that division was actually created in language and all that einstein did was he put a hyphen between space and time and called it space time what does that and mean well the fact that you cannot divide these two oh okay so you know a lot of people talk about mental health these days mm. and they separate physical health and mental health mm. but kozhevsky's simple question was that how can you divide the two mm. the mental health is also inside the physical body mm. and if you look at what he called it he called it organism as a whole in the environment Mm. that you and i are organisms as a whole in the environment mm. so if you really want to look at the health of a human being or a organism you look at everything you look at the environment you look at your room you look at the lighting in your room the sun you look at the exercising or not you look at your diet you look but we have created these boundaries and then we you know think that the boundaries are real mm-hmm. so he actually spoke about the fact that first you create the semantic differences and mm. then start living life from the semantic differences as if the semantic differences are real mm. you know so like i was asking the students yesterday that is classroom learning more intellectual or more physical mm. so they said it's more intellectual mm. so i said now see this was again an elementalism mm. can you imagine if you're feeling really drowsy or really tired or really exhausted Mm. what intellectual stimulation will happen mm. you will like yeah it will not happen mm. <laughs> you will not learn anything what the teacher is saying or what the instructor is saying mm. so so how how did you disconnect the two right you know so for example should we save electricity or should we save water mm. oh now water is more water it takes water to generate electricity and then it takes electricity to pump the water <laughs> yes and then it takes double the amount of electricity to pump the sewage away from your mm. now that sewage is also pumped sewage yeah. naturally yeah that right? so you need electricity to pump the sewage and then because you need electricity to pump the sewage you need water to generate the electricity mm. and i don't mean in thermal power plant Five, six cubic meters of water per water electricity. How many? How many? Your voice got cut. Five to eight. They have done is that they have capped. Oh, three point five. Three point five cubic meters is three thousand five hundred liters. Can you repeat after three point five? Everything got cut. Okay. 
3500 liters okay of water yeah. is required per megawatt hour of electricity generation right now that is the government of india limit government use more than 3500 liters right and then sector for science and environment filed an rti went and spoke to various thermal power plants in the country half of them did not respond right the half that responded very authentically and honestly told these people that we are consuming anywhere between 6 to 8 cubic meters of water per megawatt hour right. right now when you look at a city like delhi which has a demand of you know 300 million units per day right of electricity right though i think that number is not correct it is much higher than that because it used to be 100 million units like 10 years back then you are talking about literally billions of cubic meters of water being consumed per day mm-hmm. and the older thermal power plants are designed on the basis of a once through system okay which means a go through that's it okay. it's a linear system it's not recycled okay right so that means aapne ground water extract kiya aur uske baad usko fek diya right hai na kyunki aapko cooling towers use karne hai aapko apne thermal processes ko thanda rakhna hai and pani is the only source at that scale right 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 so if you look at it from this perspective then then the only way out is build hydel power projects mm. but everybody has seen the impact of the hydel power projects in exactly what you were saying right so here in again raja i don't know how many introductions we will need to lead how many people we will need to explain this to that you can't keep playing the game of more better different mm. and that is what drives human being more better different more better different more better different you got to get the idea that whatever it is right now the way it is is perfect because of you know you know there's a concern yeah. with that yeah. you know my concern is that india has been invaded multiple times hmm. you know why why because we were too content <laughs> with what we are yeah this is very interesting this is also a game of language this is where space time goes for a toss <laughs> yes yeah. so you know if no so no you example, don't wait 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 okay. wait so when i said that space time is messed up with there's a reason why space time gets messed up with okay Sanjeev Sanyal is somebody who is the economic advisor to the government of India. Mm. He gave a rambling talk which I think is on YouTube. Mm. Where he said that we are never told that mm. when somebody invaded India, mm. then the response they got from the Indian kings mm. was so horrid and so severe. Mm. It took them 150 years mm. to gather their forces to come back to invade India. right agree all right now we are not told that there was a 150 year gap in between we are told oh you know what happened he came then he came again yeah absolutely mohammad gori came then in your mind because time is not a factor in the language that we speak it's like he came then third day he came back <laughs> and the meaning that we make from it is oh uh, yeah yeah i know i know matlab <laughs> anyways we are content we were not yeah, yeah. we were one of the most vicious fighters on the planet yeah 
now how is it that there was contentment there was a country that supplied beautiful textile to the whole world mm. country that actually managed to uh, and we've discussed this in one of our previous programs as well that we managed to actually take all the gold from the roman empire literally have their gold finish right. change of and still have these kingdoms that lived in her yes and now i just want to say that today there's a international economic domination countries have over each other hmm. and if india or any country for that matter does not develop industry you know there is a chance of economic domination that's why the government responds by creating projects and industry so what do you so, answer so, from that no because so I, see this is what kozhipsky called again elementalism and multiordinal agreed right? right he said as but it's all over there sorry these ideas these ideas and this elementalism exist in people's everyday occurrence of their lives yeah it does absolutely yeah, how do we how do, yeah, yeah of course you're not saying it doesn't and i'm saying ki it does and how do we tackle that is my question like what we had discussed in the in a podcast before it is about sensitizing the youth and sensitizing the kids okay about what is the situation that the country is dealing with and and being upfront about it training people because these are seeds that we are sowing even i don't know how long it will take to but what about the world i mean what about outside what about the our world? boundaries see that's the whole point raja every every word that you speak you speak as a representative of the common man uh-huh. and what we need to understand is there is no such thing as the world uh-huh. we have discussed this before when we talk about globalization uh-huh. the biggest continent on the planet is asia and africa uh-huh. globalization has nothing to do with africanization or asianization of the world uh-huh. we know globalization has everything to do with two small continents that are trying to dominate the world uh-huh. right so i think it is uh, it's it's a it's a matter of time it's a it's a matter of staying focused and committed to sensitizing people to building awareness amongst where the young people are and sensitizing them towards what the condition of the country is and how they can build an alternative future but what about china you know an economic dominance and china is not a western country it's a nation country and we have other major giants in in the asian continent from which we have economic dominance issues from and you know for that we have to respond that way we have to build roads on places which we'll never build road on just to prevent economic domination you know what i mean yes but tell me something how what is the connection between a road and economic domination a road and economic domination means road and a train a road and an industry road and a center there road and economics there so that very you know, good excellent so this is really fascinating see this is all a game of language okay. and I'll, i'll demonstrate how mm-hmm. road and train yeah road and economic domination and uh, infrastructure yes all you need to do is to put people there yeah you don't need to build roads you don't need to make trains there you don't need to put anything there you need to put put people there okay and by putting people there you don't you can't you can't just put anybody there uh-huh. you need to put a strong society there 
Okay. And the biggest flaw or the biggest breakdown that we are experiencing right now, I think, in the country is not about infrastructure. It is not about factories. It is not about industry. Uh-huh. It's about the fact that our traditional society, uh-huh. our cultural systems, uh-huh. are collapsing. Uh-huh. Because the one thing that I find very fascinating is if you read about the travels of Hun Sen, travel through India. Uh-huh. Until he reached South India, he said that North Indian people were very skeptical of outsiders mm. they were not very welcoming of outsiders <laughs> as a okay. matter of fact they disliked outsiders mm. now i found it very fascinating that this man wrote about this mm. because i didn't see anything wrong with being skeptical of an outsider mm. do you know another society and culture that you just named of an economic giant who is who was so skeptical of outsiders that they were considered the lowest socio economic class of society hmm. they were called gaijin hmm. were the japanese hmm. and japanese social systems derived themselves from indian social systems hmm. and the japanese very openly acknowledged this yeah yeah for so many centuries there in the 900 outsiders. years absolutely yeah. 900 years yeah right so what we need to understand is that this breakdown of thinking that a solution to a problem is material so what i was trying to point towards was that we that that in every word that you spoke of there was a material solution to a fictitious abstract problem yeah so economics is an abstraction it's not reality it is a okay. created subject okay right then there are metrics and measures that we come up with to measure something that is fictitious okay and then we think that those can be solved by building up the material economy right where is what is it that satisfies a human being at uh-huh. a very very basic level is relationships uh-huh. having satisfactory relationships right having fulfilling relationships if a person becomes a multi billionaire also he is going to have extraordinary relationships at that level uh-huh. right one person is not going to become a multi billionaire sitting on an isolated island somewhere because there is nothing to prove to anybody yeah right so the idea is more towards realizing that if we can focus on relationships community building social structures and i do not mean from the socialist perspective because again socialist <laughs> that's again an abstraction and people tend to make that an elemental differentiation in the sense ke chalo theek agar aap capitalist nahi ho to socialist ho uh-huh. right matlab ya to chit ya to aar ya paar aise nahi hota hai because in india we have had a society that has been able to demonstrate capitalism with socialism uh-huh. and with spiritualism and with religion uh-huh. with coexistence right not by making strict boundaries where they don't exist uh-huh. you're saying you know we need to keep religion away from politics but excuse me both of them are parts of human beings uh-huh. right there a human being practices religion and a human being practices politics aap hawa mein kaise baat kar sakte ho ki politics ko religion se alag rakhna chahiye ha wo to dono ek bahut aham bhag hain insaan ke to insaan pe focus karo na फोकस कर रहे हो फैक्ट्री बनाने पे लेकिन फैक्ट्री कौन मैन करेगा राइट राइट सो दैट इज द 
fundamental distinction that we need to get to deal with all these issues organism as a whole in the environment until we don't understand that and we feel that the organism that is sitting in a building in delhi is separate from the organism that is sitting in uttarakhand who is going to get evicted uh, for the construction of a dam uh, i don't know how much is possible and i feel that there needs to be a sense of pride a sense of collective consciousness in india of our past and not from the perspective of glorification but from the perspective that we have been economically stable very strong very very rich as a country without destroying the environment so hmm. that i think is the biggest opportunity that we are missing out on when we study economics we study western authors when we study history we study western authors when we study sociology or politics we study western authors whereas i feel that the actual solution or the actual way forward as in a new possibility cannot arise from cultures that have literally destroyed their natural environment trying to chase only after this ghost called development oh. but we can have development by coexisting with nature as well oh. and those models can only be discovered in countries that have demonstrated it in the past oh. and then of course we had you know the british invasion and and you and i know very clearly that the british did not manage to invade india the way the mogul the mongols could or the way alexander could they just didn't have the forces oh. right they did it through what we call chal kapat oh. they played brother against brother they played neighbor against neighbor and slowly by slowly they built up the army which is now known as the indian army they built it up uh, by taking people from the indian ranks oh. They didn't have an army of their own. Goro Bhaiya, बहुत अच्छा बोल दिया आपने आज. सारा कुछ बता दिया. लेकिन अब बस करो क्योंकि अब तो बहुत ज़्यादा टाइम हो गया. I hope all the listeners also, you know, uh, got this whole idea about abstractions was the key that I got from today's uh, episode and. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, Raja Singh. If you, if the single simple single concept you got, that's that's that's. all the effort one so i got that abstraction exist but i got that we cannot live without it and i got that uh, you know it has to be controlled i mean we have to regulate ki okay now it's an abstraction hai bahut jyada hat bar kar rahe hai wapas aa ja but <laughs> that doesn't mean that abstraction is the single most thing that makes us human by the way and uh, no, no, no that's a generalization uh, generalization next time karenge next time karenge gorav ye kal ka topic can't make that statement ठीक है ठीक है ठीक है फिर ये वही बात हो गई जैसे मैं फट्टा मारता हूं वैसे फट्टा मार दे फट्टा मार दिया मार दिया मार दिया एंड वी विल वी आर वी आर अवेलेबल ऑन मेजर प्लेटफॉर्म एप्पल स्पॉटिफाई एंड गूगल सो प्लीज कीप लिसनिंग प्लीज कीप शेयरिंग थैंक यू वेरी मच सी यू टुमारो सी यू टुमारो सी यू टुमारो